button D. All right. <laughs> and we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords Podcast, episode number 67. It's another glorious Sunday, and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm extremely excited about our very special guest, so we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord who I consider game design royalty and whom the ILP had the pleasure to cross paths with at this year's PAX East. This Lord's passion for gaming, technical knowledge, and enthusiasm for his craft is evident in everything he does. And despite his professional stature, this Lord is one of the most humble and down-to-earth members of our entire gaming community. Introducing the design director at Undead Labs and the classic MPD winning State of Decay franchise. The Lord who will always be a 49er fan at heart <laughs> and the Obi-Wan Kenobi of video game design, making his debut into the realm of the Lords, my man. Lord Richard Foggy, how are you doing, sir? Good morning. Uh, good morning over here. Good afternoon over there. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was, that was uh, the largest red carpet I've ever got. Atlanta playing on that. <laughs> I told you, man, we're going to give you the royal treatment, man. You're, you're a lord in your realm, so it's only right we show you the proper respect here at the round table. You ready to oh. get busy, have some fun with these uh, topics? Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely, man. And of course, you know, we have the four horsemen of gaming, those usual suspects at the round table. My co-host with the co-most, my brother from another mother, difficult game conqueror, and the how of the young wolf. My man, Lord Addict, how you doing, sir? What's going on, you guys? And, and for once... Lord King was late, not me. So, okay. <laughs> it wow. was Lord King that was sleeping, not me. <laughs> wow. Throwing him under the bus early. <laughs> how, how, how this man going to do that to me? And we wasn't even on air, brother. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. When, when it's my turn to talk. I got you. Don't worry, King. I had to wake him up. Everybody know Foggy got the receipts too. We had to wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience and is also Sostradamus. Mr. Offline Profile Illuminati and Lord Patreon himself. My man, Lord Sovereign. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. Doing great. Great to be here with you guys today. Yes, Amsterdamus, especially today. <laughs> why, why today? Why, why is it extra special today? <laughs> Tell I me about that. On, I, I was on Xbox Live on my wow. Switch. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> was the profile online? That is the key. That's your, that's your was, moniker. No, no, no. I was on Xbox Live on my Switch. <laughs> so oh, I was nice. online somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> nice doing that. That uh, play together campaign. Yeah, play away. survive together. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a state of the K thing. Right? It does. It goes yeah. well with state of the K. Yeah, y'all gotta wow. talk to them, man. You got you gotta get yeah. straight at Jeff yeah. on the phone. You gotta see. see. I know. Let's see if Lord Foggy has something to tell us. Let's see. <laughs> wow, y'all guys really, really. The system can't do it. Let's stop that. Let's Call stop for that. the exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And of course, we have the incredible Hulk of this, aka yes. the Excess Gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions, demands nothing less than that premium experience and is the Get Money Gamer. 
Ooh. Damn that Uli. <laughs> that, that was a little late there, Katie. Maybe Your you were asleep off, when man. we got you up in here. No, yeah, you know what? You, 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 you up today. You are so going at me today. Brother, wow. let the man finish my intro. <laughs> Beloved, Lord King. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I see Attic is at his business early, and I love this. I, yo, Attic, I know midway through the show that five-hour energy that you took run out, and you were going to fall flat, and you're going to disappear. I understand exactly what's going to happen. Until that point. Like, yo, you've never had this much energy in your life. Something is going on, and we have to check your blood. I understand, brother. What's going on? No doubt, man. Absolute pleasure for Lords in the realm. You know what I'm saying? And of course, we have the gaming ninja himself, the Shinobi Lord Cognito, spreading that realness in the realm of the IOP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So before we get into what the Lords are playing this week, I want to start off with Lord Foggy, his video game system history, his career and passion for video game design, and what eventually led him to Undead Labs and creating that amazing MPD winning State of Decay 2 <laughs> franchise. So Lord Foggy, let's start from the beginning, just on like a console and a video game system basis. Like what were kind of the first game systems you had and what kind of got you into gaming? You know, uh, it, it's kind of a long story. I, I can ramble, too. Feel free to cut me off. <laughs> it's the floor is yours, man. <laughs> uh, I remember being at this party with my dad, and uh, it was, it was uh, you know, y- young, in their 20s, hanging out, drinking beers. And, uh, and I was hanging out. My dad didn't really know what to do with me and my brother. And, uh, and the guy whose house we were at had uh, an Atari set up mm. in the background somewhere. And he was like, let me set these kids up. And he hooked it up, and we were playing it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. he just gave that to my dad. Mm-hmm. He gave that Atari to my dad. And uh, when we went back to my mom's, uh, he mm-hmm. sent that with us. So that was like my first system was this old-school Atari. It's probably a 2600. 2600? I was just about to ask you which one. That, that had some you know cartridges and the old school you know single mm-hmm. stick single button uh, yes. controllers yes. and me and my brother played the hell out of that because it was all it was all multiplayer for the most part right like mm-hmm. tank battle games and tennis and whatnot and so we uh, would play that and he would get bored of it and I would start playing by myself with both sticks and trying to make stuff happen um, after that <laughs> you graduate uh, too you graduate yeah, too after that after that I was uh, the NES, the 8-bit NES, and uh, it was hot, and I don't remember where we got that one. I think my mom kind of managed to hook it up after saving up for a while. We were asking her for it for a while, and it showed up like a Christmas or a birthday or something, and then that was my that was my thing for many, many years through some hot summers down in, in the Bay Area mm-hmm. while the Niners were winning Super Bowls. Woo! Was, that's right. That's right. Stay with your chest, but the Niners were winning. <laughs> I was playing. <laughs> I was playing Bubble Bobble and River wow. City Ransom and uh, uh, Contra, you know, all the yes. all the classics. Classics. And then, uh, yeah, got when I was a teenager, I was up staying with my dad for uh, a couple weeks. And, you know, at that point, the old uh, 8-bit action was, was kind of running a little low. Okay. And uh, I convinced him that we needed an upgrade. Uh, <laughs> I was getting it. <laughs> We got we got the Super Nintendo. Like I told him, I was like, <laughs> I told him I was like, oh, you know, there's a new one of these things, and I knew all the tricks. I knew all the tricks. <laughs> 
to make my Nintendo not behave properly, right? I put oh the cartridge a little wrong. I'm like, oh, Dad, you know, the new one doesn't have these problems. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you the classic question, the Eddie asked question. Were you doing the blowing the cartridge trick to try to get them to work? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but I would I knew how to make it not work too, and then I would get it to work when I finally wanted to actually play the games. But I knew how to make the screens come up all bad, and I was like, ah, oh, the new one doesn't have these problems, Dad. All these great new games. And he showed he showed up after work one day. I was hanging out. He showed up after work one day with like a, a stack of twenties in his hand. He's like, let's go get that new thing. And I was like, oh, shout out to, to to Papa Foggy. <laughs> Jesus. It would have been hilarious if you got like a defected one. We <laughs> <laughs> got a broken one, Dad. I swear. Yeah. It was super manipulative of me, but like, I, got, I got that. And that, was, that was it was all downhill from there. After that, <laughs> after from there. But now let me ask you this question because uh, obviously a lot of the the Lord, some of us are Sega kids now. Yeah. Was yeah. there anything there was nothing about Sega that enticed you? That you were always NES Lord. That was your brand. Was that the uh, deal? No, you know, it was all it was always a, a cash issue, right? I'd have had both mm. if I could have had both. And when I had friends who had both or who, who had uh, mm. Sega side of the thing, I was I was over at their house playing those games. Oh, Joe Jam and Earl, Fantasy Woo! Star, playing all those mm. games with those guys and, and being jealous about the exclusives that they got that we didn't get. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad I ended up with the hardware I did. It was a, it was a, a good fit for me and a lot of those old school mm. JRPGs and action games oh, really yeah. did. Like you said, they, they kind of they they mold you a little bit mm -hmm. like what your tastes are so nice man that's, that's some good history man so you yeah. go through the 16-bit era and then yeah. um did you touch the 32-bit era at all did you bypass that you know what what happened between that transition oh, oh, man. Get no, basically at the point where the playstation came out i was uh at the beginning of my career in the industry like mm -hmm. I, I started i started um at it was Technically, let's see. Uh, my first game gig was at uh, Time Warner Interactive, which was mm. um, it was in Milpitas, where I grew up, and and okay. it was at the old Atari buildings. Like you would wow. go out there, and they had this hedge that was that was the old Atari symbol, just kind of in that, and they kept it forever, and it said Atari underneath it. And uh, and then the company got bought by Midway, and that was when I went from being QA to working on this fighting game, uh, this arcade game. But, which one? Which one? Which fighting game? Go it, ahead, was, name. It, it was called uh, Juco Thread and Tenth Degree at various points. It never came out. Never oh, came, never out. came oh, out. If, if you go, if you go to like uh, some of the classic arcade game shows, sometimes somebody mm. will have gotten their hands on uh, the hardware to run that thing. Mm -hmm. But it's, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can skip that one. <laughs> yeah, you can skip that one. It's not that hot. Lots, lots of people learned and lots of good lessons on that project, but but nothing, the, re, the end result was not amazing. But um, <laughs> so I was already kind of in the industry at that point and I was okay. Uh, doing okay on making on making a little bit of disposable income so all the money i had went into video games so mm -hmm. when the ps1 came out uh i was able to just kind of buy one of those right mm. like i didn't have to manipulate anybody but myself. <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't have to cash flow was good you was premium now it was it was it was okay <laughs> i'll make some sacrifices on food and rent in order to get the hardware <laughs> i respect that you gotta respect that man king you gotta respect that that's what that's what you know yeah, yeah, yeah. ramen game yeah, a lot of ramen i, I had that ramen noodles too baby you was yeah. on that too yeah it was ramen a ramen Benjamin. noodles month <laughs> but at that point i started i pretty much bought most of the major stuff like i don't have like a, a wonder swan or anything but 
Uh, wow. just, about every, just about everything else at that Yo, point. Yo, he's a real gamer, like a hundred percent. Yo, mm-hmm. to say that that Wonder Swan, that's very near and dear to my heart because I still got I got my color and I got the the regular black and white one. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Those, man. I, I don't think those were backlit at all, too, right? So I got my I got my Neo Geo Pocket Color Woo! out the other day, and I was like, "This is a backlit. I have to play it like in." the exact correct lighting to, to yes. see the screen at all. <laughs> I, I brought that for Sonic and uh what was it uh Street not fight not Street Fighter, um the fighting fighting street, something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I got my Neo Geo pocket too. I got it in camo blue. Yeah, that's the same one I have. I go wow. up and get it right now. Ooh. I'll leave it. Yeah, yo, yeah. We're talking. <laughs> but I have the exact same one. I that's respect great. that, man. Yes. Yeah, this is cool. So then, obviously, that's the game in history as far as uh, the systems and stuff. Now, as far as, like, you mentioned Atari, and yeah. I just want to get, like, as far as, like, what kind of led into video game design and, like, you know, what describe that process. Um, uh, so, uh, like, the moment that I realized that, um, that people make video games, it was a weird epiphany for me. So like, um, like you said, kind of in the 16 bit era, love JRPGs and, um, uh, I'd been playing them, but like, I didn't really think about it too hard. And then, um, final fantasy three slash six came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one where I had to be manipulative and by hook and by crook because those cartridges were so expensive. So expensive. People don't realize. People complain about the cost of games now and DLC and whatnot. But like back mm-hmm. then, if a game came out on a big ROM, it was like ninety dollars just to buy the extra mm-hmm. memory that was in that cart, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to I had to lie, cheat, and steal basically. <laughs> To get the 80, 80 something dollars after tax to get that game, but uh, I started playing it right, mm-hmm. and and unlike a lot of the games that I've been playing at the time, it had opening credits like a movie. Yes, right? so like cinematic. Yes, and it's scrolling through, and and um, you see these names, and I'm like, okay, pe- these are the people that are working on this game, but it's all Japanese names, like all the way down, because it's SquareSoft over in Japan, and then at the very end, up comes Ted Woolsey, right, mm. uh, who did the translation. I was like, oh maybe that is a way like i could maybe learn japanese and be able to work on these things and translate these things and then i i could i would be working on video games when i love that and um and that's not what ended up happening but um but that was kind of my first insight into not only do people make these games but they're like i thought all games came from japan at that point right? oh, okay that was my experience. All my Nintendo systems. And right. Things. If you were a JRP guy, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. Logic. Yeah. right. And when you get to the credits, you see a lot of Japanese names. I was like, okay, that's where games get made is in Japan. Well, uh, whatever. I'm not going to be able to do that. But mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, seeing that American name in there, seeing that somebody does translation, I was like, oh, yeah, somebody has to do some work. So they come out here. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, because of where I grew up in a little town called Milpitas, mm-hmm. um, we were not far from uh, a town called Sunnyvale. Um, okay. Capcom, uh, Namco, there were a lot of companies, game companies, because where Atari came up, mm-hmm. that established a presence uh, kind of in that in that area. Oh, so they were in the Sunny, so, Sunnyvale era? Yeah. And so so Sunnyvale Golfland was getting, you know, uh, all of these uh, test machines. And me and my friends would go out there and play a lot of fighting games back in the mm-hmm. day. And... Uh, the Milpitas Golfland would not get the first run stuff that Sunnyvale got. Mm-hmm. We would get the second pass usually. It's like <laughs> round two of hand me downs. They would show up. <laughs> and um, and Atari slash Time Warner Interactive slash Midway, whatever it ends up being called, mm-hmm. 
they would test a lot of their games over at the Milpitas Golfland. So uh, if you guys remember that old dinosaur fighting game, Primal Rage. Yes. I love that game. Yes. That would show up there and and uh, and we would play that. And a couple of my friends uh, from high school um, were really, really good at fighting games. They would go out to Sunnyvale all the time, do that stuff. And they got themselves into QA at, at Atari. Okay. Working on that stuff. And yeah. uh, and <clears throat> just my network of friends, we mm-hmm. ended up with quite a few people that were working over there. Okay. And I got an opportunity to, to get over there into their QA department. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in there. Um, I started, uh, you know, talking with some folks that were, that were actually doing the development on the games. And at that mm-hmm. point I had really strong, okay, like there, there are games being made here. There are arcade, like I was working on arcade games, it's a weird mm-hmm. thing to think about now, 20 something years later, but working on arcade games is where I got my start. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was talking to people, uh, uh, programmers and mm-hmm. uh, and folks that were working on this game, and I had done some QA for their game specifically, mm-hmm. and then Midway bought the company from Time Warner, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a huge set of layoffs, all like kind of changing of the guard, and mm-hmm. somehow I kind of survived through all of that crazy. Kind of survived it, yeah. And then mm-hmm. the folks that had been working on that fighting game that I'd done QA for, they canceled mm-hmm. that game, but they wanted to make a fighting game. Okay, and. I had a lot of uh, kind of knowledge about how certain mechanics worked, and they were impressed by some of the de- the technical detail that I knew about, like fighting games. Like it's really simple stuff that a lot of fighting game guys know way more mm-hmm. about than me. But I was talking with them, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh no, see, you can do these special moves not just when the button goes down, but when it comes up." And they were like, mm-hmm. oh, two in ones. This is crazy." And um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, because of my rapport with them, I was I kind of finagled that uh, more manipulation into. <laughs> I love the manipulation theme. <laughs> yeah, you started at an early age. You're, at this point, your manipulation craft was at its peak. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty persuasive. Yeah. So, it was uh, the force. It was the force. You was using your force powers on them. Like, yeah, y'all don't want those droids over there. Y'all want this droid. Yeah, you should make me a design intern on your project. And uh, <laughs> and got in there and started learning stuff. And the producer on that project told me, um, you know, I was pretty young at that point. I was like uh, 18, 19 years old. And he was like, wow. you, you got to go to school. And mm. I was like, uh, okay. Uh, and so uh, he said, uh, at the time, he said, you should be a programmer. And I was like, why should I be a programmer? And he goes, because they make all the money. And mm. I was like, Sounds good to me. And oh, so, he directed you to the bag. I like that. Yeah, straight to the bag. <laughs> and, <laughs> you. And, and so I started studying. Uh, Hopefully com- he paid. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, there, there, there was some stuff uh, through various uh, po- various points of my career where there was some like reimbursement. But yeah, no, I was basically going to school full time, working full time. Mm. But when you're in your 20s, your teens and your twenties, you have that crazy energy. Like exactly. I can stay up till three in the morning. That addict energy. You got that <laughs> addict, addict energy. That addict. That's, what you, that's, what, that's what he's about to get on your path right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was I was able to do some computer science uh, right. as, as well as the the full time work, and then from there, kind of just it just kind of kept steamrolling, right? Like mm-hmm. that snowballed into a position uh, at a startup company because I had some friends who had moved to that startup company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that led to eventually uh, another company and another company it just kind of kept mm-hmm. going. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I do this mm-hmm. now. <laughs> now. Now, along along that line, that journey, I was checking it, checking out the resume there. Oh, yeah. I, I saw uh, Santa Monica Studios. Yep. 
So uh, I was just curious, um, during that tenure, like, what did you work on there? We know they have tremendous talent, yep. you know, and also the second part of that question, as far as obviously we know, they have a fantastic franchise out right now, you know, yeah. as far as God of War. Yeah, and um, our, our good friend we bumped into at uh, E3, Corey Balrog was there. Now, did, yeah. did, did you ever cross paths with him during your tenure as well? Yeah, absolutely. Corey and I wow. worked together. Yeah, we worked together on God of War 1. Wow. Uh, which was like wow. what, 2003. So it's like we're talking we're talking a long time ago now. Mm. But yeah, we worked together on that, getting the combat systems all tight and, and mm. good. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the the startup company I went to from there, I went to Sony Santa Monica. From there, I went to mm-hmm. Zipper Interactive, which is up in Seattle, and then Zipper, Arena yeah, Net. Yeah, and then the, the the crazy thing you asked earlier about like what my path was that led me yeah. to Undead Labs, mm-hmm. and the interesting thing is the one of the one of my goals as a designer is to make sure I worked on as many different kinds of things as I possibly mm-hmm. could. Right. Yeah, so that I, versatility. Versatility. Never wanted to be. Um, so specialized that I was considered one type of designer, like your mm. combat designer, your only uh, a, a racing, you know, mm. tuning designer, your only uh, content designer. And so I, I spread out uh, kind of that diversity, that versatility. Mm. And when I got to the point where we were making uh, State of Decay, the first one, I remember having this moment where I was like, mm-hmm. I've worked on driving games, shooting games. Mm. Um, I've worked on some strategy stuff. I've worked on combat stuff, arcade mm. stuff, big boss fights, all stuff. I was like, everything in my career has kind of led me to this point mm. where I can work on an open world game that really feels like six games crammed all together. Mm-hmm. That that that's awesome. It's, it's interesting that you said that because while you're breaking that down, I'm seeing parts of your your different very you know experiences mm-hmm. in state of the game. You know, so the driving mechanics, then there's the fighting mechanics, then you got the the base building aspect. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. seeing like the, the the pieces of foggy <laughs> spread around. <laughs> that's cool, man. Wow. So Santa Mark. So any other um before we move on to the next part, like any other? I know you said God of War. Yeah. Any other other kind of big games or just maybe smaller games that you worked on that a lot of people might not know that you had any um, type of contribution yeah, towards? So, uh, I mean, uh, so the Sony Santa Monica stuff, I worked on Kinetica, which had mm-hmm. a, a re-release not long ago, and I don't I don't necessarily recommend that one. It's, it's a, it's a <laughs> you know, all, all the games that you're mentioning, like, I'm like, yeah, like, when it was, like, Zipper Interactive, I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. SoCom, maybe. Yeah, yeah. SoCom yeah. days. I'm, I'm like, on, I'm I'm like wow, I games. said this yeah. And I said this man I mean, been touching my soul all the way through. He <laughs> talks about Connecticut, but you know, yeah, I mean, say what you will about Connecticut, but um, that was like the engine that that kind of jump started Jack and Daxter, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, like into God of War. I'm not sure how that. I'm not sure what the path that there is, but but it is definitely what what spun us into God of War. Like a lot of the, wow. the Connecticut team, and then we had another project going on at the time that that got canceled uh because grand theft auto 3 what, uh, what, what <laughs> but but like that team then yeah just steamrolled into to the team that you know today a lot of the same pe- there are a ton of people mm. who were there from Connecticut and are still there now it's crazy okay. oh, wow. when it comes to god of war like when you guys were uh, uh developing that did, did everyone there know it was like a gym that you were going to do for 15 20 years well the people um, that are still there I think there are some people that that kind of knew. I knew as I was working on it, I was like, "This is this is." There's no way this is not going to be a huge hit, and this is going to be a, a big kind of franchise. And honestly, like talking about you know my 
desire for versatility. I was like, I, I don't want to do this necessarily. For the <laughs> <laughs> but you're smart, life. though. You're smart because I, what I like about your decision process is you didn't lock yourself in to a genre. Like you, 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 you kept trying different things so that they couldn't peg you. And that, that was actually very smart. I actually like that you did. That's pretty, pretty cool choice. I'm pretty locked into State of Decay at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a very broad game, so there's a lot of different fun things to work on. No doubt, man. That's what's up, man. Great, great history right there. So then let's let's get to the main event. You know, um, obviously, that all kind of must have led you to that path of uh, you know, design director for Undead Lab. So how did how did you get to that direction and then working on State of Decay? Um. So coming out of Zipper and working on the SOCOM stuff, uh, mm-hmm. I ended up at a company called ArenaNet. ArenaNet works on uh, Guild Wars, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, MMO. And at that point, uh, I'd worked on one of the expansions that they had uh, for Guild Wars, which is a smaller expansion called Eye of the North. And then um, they wanted to spin up uh, they wanted to spin up some new stuff. And so I was working on some new skunk work stuff that never, again, never saw the light of day, but some of the best uh, experiences and best um, relationships can come from those things, right? You learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And so what happened there is I ended up, you know, working a lot more with some of the folks that ended up at Undead Labs. Mm-hmm. And when, uh, when the time came for that studio to kind of get rolling, um, I was, you know, still in contact with those folks and, mm-hmm. uh, knew what they had going on they knew what you know i was kind of good at mm-hmm. and i i went over there uh not as the design director at first i was uh yeah, lead designer wrong. yeah i was lead designer i was working on uh mainly again moment to moment systems combat shooting driving and things like that for the first game and then uh over the course of that project um the design director at the time ended up leaving mm-hmm. and uh they wanted to see if i could kind of step into his shoes and i mm-hmm. I, I did an okay job and so they, they still haven't gotten rid of me <laughs> You've been doing quite well. <laughs> That's what's up. So at that point, you know, obviously, you know, for us as gamers, when State of Decay came out, you know, it was kind of, you know, not not well known, you know, and it kind of just evolved into this like cult classic, I would say. Right. Like, you know, like this thing that people loved. And I personally love it just because um to me, it's like the Walking Dead simulator, <laughs> you know, and it focuses yeah. more on yeah. the, you know, aspect of the base building and, and communities and relationships and stuff like that. Like when you guys were during that creation, but did you guys think it would, it would kind of the first one would kind of develop into what it, what it became? Uh, you know, we we had, you know, we had ambition for it. We knew what we wanted to like. Big picture, the the, the plan was always like. Mm-hmm. Um, when we started, it was a bunch of folks that had worked on MMOs, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of the the business the business plan, the thing that we laid out for folks that were potentially going to be working with us was like, we want to use this game. Mm-hmm. As, we want to make it a whole game, but we want to use it to experiment with ideas um, mm-hmm. to build towards something bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that bigger thing had a, like a lot of MMO trappings, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, people were excited about that, but they were also excited about not having to invest right out of the gate in a game that might take four or five years to develop and, you know, how much money all of, uh, and MMOs are just massive to develop and they take yeah. tons of time, tons of money, but they were like, Oh, but you want to do this smaller scale thing and kind of figure things out. That mm-hmm. sounds great. You have a cohesive game idea, but it's still really ambitious. Mm-hmm. And, um, Mm-hmm. And when we got kind of hooked up with Microsoft, they were like, great, you know what, we've got this um, Xbox Live Arcade uh, mm-hmm. channel that we have. Right. That we love. Xbox Live Arcade, you're right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 
we were trying to cram this big game into a really small space because Xbox Live Arcade games have a lot of restrictions on terms of like how big they were. Like you had to yeah. get everything into like two gigs. Yeah, you guys had that size limit. Oh, that's right. Crazy size limits. Mm -hmm. um, but we got to be a part of uh, you know the summer of arcade promotion. Like I loved that. I, I loved that. that so much. With the 360 was kind of at its peak, and they were doing Facts. summer of arcade and all mm. these promotional things, and and like I loved it so much. And so mm. when we came out as sort of. Uh, what was that? That would have been 2013 as kind of the, the premier title for that summer of arcade. And it was right before Xbox one was going to be coming out. Um, uh, it was really exciting. It was really exciting. Super that's, hype. And that's cool, you did that twice now, twice now you've been the premier game on that flagship system. Mm -hmm. Twice now you did it. You did it with the 360 and the summer of games and now yeah. you're doing it again. Look right at in you. The, in the summertime. I like having games come out in the summertime. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was it was a bit of a surprise too, like you said. Like we 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 were trying to build something special, but we're a very small team. 20 I think it was like 24, 26 people worked on that first game to get it out the door. And um you know, we didn't have a lot of, like you said, notoriety. We weren't doing a lot of uh, of press or marketing, certainly not like this last time. Um, but we showed it at PAX. It was a little grassroots kind of a vibe. People really dug it. And mm -hmm. when the game came out and it shot up, it did. It, I mean, it was it surprised everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and, what, uh, what, what was the like the coach, like when it when it did actually start, what was the give me like the studio coach, like how like everybody was pumped. Like what was the energy? It was everybody was pumped. We were also really tired, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> we just finished that thing and and gone through the launch process and and man, it it the it's hazy. Those last few days, I just um like I had a young daughter who had just been born like mm -hmm. a few months prior, and and we were wrapping up a game, so crunching a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and a, a lot of folks were trying to you know make it as polished as we possibly could, but you know we didn't have as much support as we did on the second one, and mm -hmm. the second one you know still massive game, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's hard to massive sandbox games. It's hard to account for all the bugs and, yeah, and the cases. So that run into but take that on that smaller team where we had one qa person internally or maybe two and then some some resources from microsoft but nowhere near what we got for two mm. and uh we had a lot of we had a lot of interesting challenges uh trying mm. to overcome that so i think mm. a lot of us when the game shipped and a lot of people were playing it mm -hmm. uh what we saw was uh all of the the things that we wanted to fix <laughs> wow that's pretty cool last question in reference to your uh to undead was just like for the uneducated right for those who don't know about you know game design like what's like kind of the biggest misconception you think gamers have and then like give me like if you can i know there's a lot of things you probably deal with but maybe like a like a, a day like a mini day in the life for Lord Fogel, like <laughs> what does that what is it like like day to day you know dealing okay with i'll mm -hmm. try to i'll try to tackle those um mm -hmm. The one of the bigger one of the bigger challenges to to kind of help people understand is that um, things that that sound like they might be easier, or if you know a little bit about what's going on in a mm -hmm. game engine, you can go look. I just flip this bit and flip this bit and flip this mm -hmm. bit, and it's done. And you just I, you fix this problem that I have. Um, this is very present in my mind right now because we are trying to fix as many problems with State of Decay Two as we can. Mm -hmm. um, is that there's there's a a big process for that. And when you got a game with a lot of moving parts, mm -hmm. sometimes you can't just turn something off and turn something mm. else on without it affecting a lot of other things. But Foggy, you're a game designer. You're supposed to fix that. It's easy. <laughs> I don't understand. We're, Why is we're it taking so long? We're trying. We're re we really are. And <laughs> Plus, then, I've been told the certification for Xbox is like long too. 
that's that's another you know the the cycle that things have to go through because we can't just say oh it's fixed now and we should just push this live we actually have to go through qa again to make sure one that it's actually fixed two that it didn't break a bunch of other stuff um and then like you said the certification process to make sure that all of the t's are crossed all the i's are dotted you have to stick with that to make sure everything's uh on the up and up and so you get these things that are art can be simple fixes but they have to go through months of processing just to get out the door we've got some stuff coming out uh and i i try to be really careful about talking about what's in patches or making promises to people because they get those expectations of like oh cool they're fixing this it's like we're working on fixing as many things as we can but i can't tell you when those fixes might eventually show up and and sometimes we have things that like because of the complicated you know nature in which things all fit together sometimes mm-hmm. we have things that we'd like to fix but we can't because in order to do that like we'd mm. have to do months of work in mm. order to get to and sometimes things that sound simple or seem simple just aren't wow yeah, i've been uh i've been told because um we asked uh we had some undead labs uh employees on at uh, uh planet xbox and we asked them about uh, was there any kind of character customization plans from the start? Huh. And they said that that's actually really hard. <laughs> yeah, with, with with the way we have things up set up, it is really hard to, mm-hmm. to do that stuff. But two quick two quick questions for the in, based on the chain of thought. Shout to Brap in the chat. He's like, one, do all games release with bugs? And then he's saying, and uh, shout to Rodrigo Romero. He's like, uh, you think they could ever add PvP in State of the Game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean. Even if you look back at the old classics that that didn't have the luxury that we have now of being able to update, you'll find something. You like watch the speed runs. There's doing the the, the big speed run thing is starting up today, right? The the charity mm-hmm. event. Um, yes. And um, and every time I watch those guys play and stuff, I'm like, oh, I remember playing that game. It was perfect. And they're like, no, look, you can walk right through this wall right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that that's a lot i see a lot of speed uh runners especially playing bloodborne that are getting on top of buildings and then when they ask because they asked the devs at that afterwards like look we didn't think anyone would go up there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 like uh, how much time is being spent to find them how many things can you fix um you're never going to be able to get them all ever right. and um, and um, and now I'm forgetting the second part of the question that you asked. The, the second part he said, uh, PVP was, uh, ah. ever thought about that? Um, we, we certainly thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the context of state of decay two, what we want to be focused on was the, the cooperative aspects of the game. What folks were asking right. us for was like classic state of yeah. decay experience, but they wanted to add people in and, 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 uh, what was it before, before we actually got the show rolling, we were talking mm-hmm. about some stuff that, that Lord Attic found <laughs> with, <laughs> with some stuff that, that, where you could kind of troll other people by, by doing certain things. And, <laughs> That we we, we shout out mention. I don't want to. I don't want this. I don't want these things to propagate. But uh, <laughs> but but the, those kind of experiences uh, cause people to hesitate when mm. they say, "Hey, do I want to get into multiplayer? Do I want to invite people into my game?" I'm like, I don't want people being worried in the context of State of Decay 2 about somebody showing up and and like messing up their community. When you get into things like permadeath and the, the consequences, yeah. it's not well, like I could just I'm, be like, oh, well, they hurt you a little bit, but roll it back. You're fine. Everything's fine. You just I, I'm not, a few minutes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Kid Smooth uh, got me and Colt into his game. 
mm-hmm. and they were acting dumb. And I had a juggernaut, two mm-hmm. pharaohs, and like 15 zombies around me. And I was like, I was cussed. And I was like, if you get my character killed, <laughs> I am done with you guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> serious yeah. consequences. Serious consequences. Yeah, man. I had I had I had Lord I had a go- jump in my game, mm-hmm. and this guy was setting off firecrackers, and I'm like, bro, if you <laughs> kill my character. Today is gonna be your day. I was like, like <laughs> I actually, I, I got... accidentally threw a firecracker in my base, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What's going on?" Because both entrances, they just came rushing in from both entrances. I said, "Oh man, I'm done for. If I die in my base, that's it." I'm that's so bad. <laughs> that's so bad that I was like, "I gotta get, I gotta bring the fifty cow out, man." No doubt, man. So that's cool history, man. Leading up in the undead, your role and stuff like that. So I'm finishing up as far as that. Um, just as far as now, back to you again. Um, I always ask this question to all our guests. Yeah. So we gonna it's just hardcore of the hardcore Lord Foley down. I need right. your top five video game. Top five. Top five. It, it could state be. State of K can't, can't be top five. <laughs> he said State of K one and two can't be. Any <laughs> uh, your top five video games or franchises? Uh. Well, yeah, I was gonna say if I I could cheat and use Monster Hunter for all five of those. <laughs> um, wow, uh, I would respect that opinion. Uh, so, uh, top franchise all time is Monster Hunter. Um, mm. That, that I, I spent a lot of time with that one. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so, let's see, Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Persona games a lot, a lot. Wow. Um, right now, Persona okay, Four, Persona Five, right Persona now. Three. Um, those are those are like all time classics for me. So that's two. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what else I got. Yeah. I, I like JRPGs and I love playing stuff on my 3DS. So I'm really digging uh, the Etrian Odyssey series, which is like mm-hmm. kind of hardcore no fantasies JRPG. Yeah, I'm um, surprised. Well, you know what? I kind of grew out of those. I hate to say it, but like the structure, the combat systems and stuff like that, they're they're classics for me and I can go back to them and I love watching people play them, but when I try to play them myself, the pacing is wrong. So So what is it? You don't like the turn base? Like what what is it about the system? Is it it just you don't like the newer direction that you like the older direction better and you don't play the newer ones or? You know, I like 15 a lot, but um, when I'm thinking about like old school stuff and like kind of how they they resonate with me as classics, but. Mm-hmm. But um, fifteen was really cool. I love the I love the new direction that I liked everything about fifteen, but everything about fifteen. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could literally deceptive. make a whole other video about the problems of of. of uh, Final yeah, he's a he's a yeah, he's a final So we got those, we got those two. Uh, the Monster Hunter, uh, the Soul series. Uh, mm-hmm. I love. Um, everybody mm-hmm. does, right? You're kind of obligated to at this point if you're a mm-hmm. game designer. Yeah, um, Cognito. <laughs> Oh my God! Here we go. I'm playing co-op when I have co-op. I'm too old to be stressed. I I noticed something that you put in that chat. Once you found out that 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 new game for Xbox, uh, the multiplayer game is coming, you realize that they said it is harder than those other Soul games. You was like, and I'm out. At this point, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, yep. out!" <laughs> uh, I don't need that type of stress in my life. I see those streams. Yeah. No way. <laughs> it, 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 it don't matter what From Software says; they can keep saying this is the hard. They say that about every game they make. This is harder than the previous 
one. And then, like, I was beating well, maybe bosses not on Bloodborne you, but in two for tries. Nah, yeah. listen, maybe not for you, exactly. but for me, they were really hard. I still couldn't get that werewolf out of the first Bloodborne <laughs> when you wake up. So you were supposed I'm, to die I'm, on that werewolf. You weren't supposed well, to kill him. Yeah, well, I tried, and I was like, I can't beat this dude. So, this like, game is the so hardest game ever did, made with the first wait, guy as a killer. Boss, no, did, I, I, hold up. Did you really, like, not even ki- get killed by him? He was like, I'm done. It just turned it off? Yo, I'm not lying to you. That game is still at the first phase with me. And I'm watching you. I'm like, wow, this guy is so good. He done made it so far. Look at the little zombie heads and all this stuff, the pulsating things. And I said I couldn't beat the first monster and the the werewolf in the beginning. It's terrifying to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? Somebody didn't get that message to me, and I'm still trying to beat him. (laughs) (laughs) I think Neo, Neo early on is harder than Bloodborne. I beat them up, but I beat the expansion on Bloodborne. I've been told that's the hardest thing in that whole genre. So <laughs> let's let's recap folks. That's again. why your yeah. name is what it is. The difficult <laughs> game of conqueror. So we got, like I said, so give, give me let's start from the top again. Let's, we had the first three. Give me those get five five again. Uh, let's see, it was a Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. What was uh, two? Persona. Persona, right. The Persona games, uh, Etrian Odyssey, which is uh, these cartography JRPGs you get on your uh, DS are so good. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, and then I came in with the Souls series. Souls. Um, and then uh, what do I have at five? Uh, there's a company uh, called Ill Winter Games, mm. and they make uh, two games uh, that kind of alternate between these two games. I really like them. They're, um, it's called Dominions. And Conquest of Elysium. And they're basically, Dominions is like a fantasy, it's like a fantasy 4X game where like the the number of different variables and different permutations of of things that they have. So you pick these nations, you pick a nation and you pick a time period. The time period dictates what nations that are there and kind of the state of magic in the world and and what kind of resources around and then you basically are going around trying to conquer the map, right? Either defeat your enemies or, or kind of out them via economy. And there are these thrones that you can get that give you ability. Man, the game is insane deep. Like I have to, mm. I have to study. I have to study to be good at the game. Wow. And the the stories that come from them. And that's the you know it's a, a kind of driving force behind a lot of my design stuff is I want people to be able to to play the games that I work on and have unique experiences and be able to tell stories mm. about those experiences to their friends, draw them in. And I feel like I get a lot of the that stuff out of the Illwinter games, both the Illwinter. Minions and uh, Conquest of Elysium. They're they're mm. so and so, the platform for, for those that I don't like the platform. That, that's those are PC games and and okay. like so. Uh, basically, if, if if a few months have gone by since the release of one of their games, I check and I see it. Like, are they releasing something else? Because it got a cadence. It's like <laughs> two guys in a garage in Sweden, I think, or something like that, are yeah. making these games. They're so good, but they're really sometimes uh, that's where the unique really games weird. come from. The mm-hmm. yep. No yep. doubt, no doubt, man. That and you, you look at the art for this game, and you'll be like, no, no, I, I'm not into this. <laughs> you have to, you have to look beyond it. The, you have to look past that, that, that cover art. <laughs> they, 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 keep, they keep the art really simple. They're not focused on on mm. on rendering the experience. They're trying to get as much of mm. the um, 
the richness of what's going on in the simulation in the game kind of doesn't come through in the art. But if you once you kind of see, uh, like once you can read the matrix, right? Once the guy mm-hmm. you're going like, I I don't see the code anymore. I see this, this. this. Uh, once you can kind of see that all of these stories unfold in those games, it's just unbelievable. So, uh, mm-hmm. me and the same guy that I play Monster Hunter with religiously mm-hmm. before Monster Hunter World kind of no. changed that picture. Everybody plays Monster Hunter now, but yeah. back back in the day when it was just on the DS, back in the day, uh, <laughs> previous generation before World, where it was on mm-hmm. just the DS, like I had to, we had to convince people to play it. He mm-hmm. convinced me to play it. Uh, he's the same guy I play the Ill Winter games with, so he's just it's like the experiences I have with that guy. You know, they're they're some of my Tremendous. favorite gaming experience of all Tremendous. time. Yeah. Real quick, uh, Def Singh in the chat, they asked um if you liked the XCOM and all the Warhammer series. Um. XCOM, I, I I love the new stuff, but I only dabble with it. So it's, it's gotcha. on one of my it's on on my pile of shame that I have for things <laughs> that I have to play. Um, and backlog. Uh, the backlog uh, and the Warhammer stuff, um, the digital stuff. I've you know it's been I haven't played any of the more recent ones. Mm-hmm. I played um, the most recent stuff I played was the stuff that uh, was it Relic mm-hmm. was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, where they have the Dawn of War series, I played a bit of yes. that, but I think that I think that they're probably based on me talking about this other Sim stuff. They're probably wanting to see like, do I play um, uh, the ones that are have just come out, uh, gotcha. which I'm struggling to remember the names of, and I haven't played those yet at all. Okay, I'm curious. Tremendous history there, man. That, oh that my is, gosh, I feel like is... I've been talking about myself for forty-five <laughs> minutes. Before. Well, Not you know all. what? Yeah, yeah, you're good. on the show for a reason, so let's exactly. talk about yourself. We got to celebrate you, man. So, uh, yeah, man, let's get into what the Lords have been playing this week. So let's bring yes. it back to Foggy. Um, what you've been playing specifically this week, and you can't say State of Decay. Right. Uh, so this <laughs> week I played um, – the, the main game that's present in my mind is what I was playing yesterday. I'm trying to think back earlier in the week because I played a bunch of stuff this week. Um, mm-hmm. Played a little Stardew Valley. All right. Um, I played, um, God, I played some stuff with my kids, and I can't remember what it is right mm-hmm. now. But I try to play uh, stuff with my kids, trying to get my daughter into games right now. Nice. Uh, but last Good. night, I started playing Mario Tennis seriously. Okay. Whoa. And I tell you what, that game is hardcore. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Like, really? I, don't, I, I think people people <laughs> probably have a misconception. They'll be like, oh, it's uh, one of the Nintendo sports games. I don't even. But somebody described it as a fighting game disguised as a sports game. And I was like, say no more. I want to yep. play yeah. game. And then I started <laughs> playing through their adventure mode. It is hardcore. It is so difficult. Like mm. I recommend it if you, well, or maybe I don't recommend it if you're worried about. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that got the stress, don't like the stress, but I've seen a lot of it at uh, E3, and it looked fun, but it looked, it definitely looked like it had a level of depth that I was unaware of. Yeah, it, it's deep, and it is like the Dark Souls of Nintendo. <laughs> the Dark Souls of Nintendo. <laughs> I like that. Of Mario sports game. Nice. It is That's hard. Crazy. It is so hard. Oh, really? I'm a, I, had, I had a friend over last night, so I was taking credit for uh, he mm. would beat the hard stuff, and I'd be like, look what I did. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. That's what's up. Cool, <laughs> cool games this week. Lord Addict, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing Stardew Decay 2. I can say that. <laughs> you, we can uh, say that, yes. I've been playing... Actually, I've been playing Neo, and I started playing uh, Persona 5. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, Lord Kabatsu. I've been skipping all the school stuff. I don't care. <laughs> But you know, it, it's actually, it's actually a lot better than I thought it was. I still get annoyed by the persona exaggerations every time persona. I want to use the spell. That's oh, pissing you off. I feel like every time I hear that, I'm like, dude, it's not that serious. <laughs> but, yeah, I, that's I'm probably gonna play more persona now, uh, today, and 
I got I gotta finish Neo, man. Like yeah, there's so it's like the same squid that's in the ocean's been killing me for a week now. I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> wrong. I almost had him dead. He was literally an inch of health away. And I was I was wow. literally saying what I'm gonna do, but I didn't do what I said I was gonna do. I got killed. So. <laughs> did you get did you get sloth yet? Have you gotten that power yet, sloth? I don't think I have because I have no clue what you're talking about. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slow motion power. It's a it's a power that you can you hit them with it and it slows them down. I don't I, I don't think you use any of those abilities. You don't Whoa, wow. use any of them, no magic. No. The difficult game no conqueror. Wow. The only thing I'll use is the only thing I'll use is like uh I'll use the super, but that's all. And, and healing stuff. That's it. Wow. I don't use the healing. Wow. He's a different animal. Wow. He's a different, different animal. animal. Talking I, about I different just animal. use the po uh the, yeah. like the, the the typical potions. I don't use any of the magic. Mm. Like, I don't. Yeah. I will catch my sword on fire. I will uh, do what, that. What hardware are you playing on? Uh the uh the PS4. And so you're like, I don't use the circle button. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. Fogey, is he exposed? Is, is it just the circle button you used to do this thing? No, 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 no. I'll just, like, he puts his, he puts his constraints. Like, yeah, like well, it's not, it's not that a restraint. It's just, like, I haven't really learned how to do it. Okay. I'm not interested. <laughs> I was like, he like see, when I play like, when I when I play these games, I'm more about, like, memorization of patterns than... Yeah. Mm. That to stop them in a time vortex that they can't get out of. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean that. That's why that game after a while can get a little easy if you have the right powers. But right. Boy, they, that game is they cheat. They cheat. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's not about the easy. He's about the hard way. He's about the hard mode. <laughs> yeah, what's yes. up, Addict? Lord Solve, what you been playing this week, man? Like I said, I was playing uh, on an Xbox Live on my Switch <laughs> that Minecraft. That Minecraft, man. You got to stop with That's what um, it was. And like Lord Folk. Yeah, some state of the K2. I'm trying to get these plague hearts out of the way because they're really. Yeah. And dude, once you. Like even the third plague heart in an area gets really tough. Like they start coming in from all doors. If you yeah. have like three, four doors in a, in a building and some cracked windows, like they're coming in from everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I've been <laughs> slowly working through that, trying to get uh, some better weaponry. Mm -hmm. And uh, and like Lord Foggy said, like Mario Tennis, yeah, it's tough, man. Like it's it's not what people expected at all. Like mm -hmm. you, you knew from that direct that it was. Saw had to bring up some Switch games somehow in this conversation. <laughs> I knew it was Switch hate. It's Switch hate of these two. It's not Switch hate, you know. It's not Switch hate, and you know, shout out to that Mario Tennis, but it's not Switch hate. No. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, listen, I love it. I got it. So, <laughs> but you just don't like we bring it up for the shutter cut podcast. Yeah, no, it's like when it has it, nothing bring to do it with anything. <laughs> you, you know, it's like what about those beers though? Like, wh no, why no. did you just bring that up? It's not I necessary. Brought, I brought. Why is it not? He asked me what I'm playing. Oh, I brought. No, 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 no. In your context, is right. Uh -huh. Right, but certain times you dudes would just we'll be talking about something and switch it, just walk its way into the conversation. <laughs> we'll, we'll, be talking, we we'll be talking about a game. Logo, we, we don't have those. It's like every game we talk about, you always switching. Well, you know what? It's amazing, but I like it portable. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you see what we deal with, you see switch. what we deal with. This is the abuse we get from Lord Attica. Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much it, Sam. The, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the tennis? Yeah, that's pretty much it. No doubt. Lord King, what you been playing this week, man? 
let me tell you something. Getting acclimated back into society from uh, being depraved of vid from video games all mm -hmm. week in Cali is this is hard. Like you mm -hmm. know, we was around games and we were videotaping games and we uh, were yeah. we were doing all this stuff with games, mm -hmm. but we didn't get a chance to actually get into our little niche, our little things. So yeah. getting back into it, I got a backlog of crazy stuff. Like I miss a bunch of nightfalls and stuff that I had to do. Shout out okay. to uh, the tryhards, my boy. Chris. Um, shout out to the stream team, L Boogie, and shout out to the PUBG love. So I'm trying to get back with my team and get that flow back. And mm -hmm. I'm doing PUBG. I'm doing State of the K2 uh, mm -hmm. because I know we, we, we talking to Folky on Sunday. So if I don't got my <laughs> game right, I'm messed up. Right? Like, <laughs> and it's like, and then I'm doing Destiny. And mm. the Destiny love back for what yeah. they're doing now is yeah. so tremendous. It's so crazy. Yeah, a lot of people coming back. Yeah, it's it's we're we're really out there. Shout out to relative uh and, mm -hmm. and salty and everybody that's um that's on the Iron yeah, Lords podcast clan. Yes. If, if if you're not down with the clan, join the clan in Destiny because we actually run raids and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that's what I've been playing all week, trying to get acclimated back. We got that chicken dinner, El Boogie. Nice. Oh, it was beautiful. That's um, but yeah, last night mm -hmm. uh I'm playing with uh, Lord Sinister. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, I can help you with your state of decay. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, cool, let's do it. Right? So they jump. I said, how we get you into my world? Mm -hmm. Um, That whole bring people into your world is so easy. So oh, jump you. in. And, and thank you. I appreciate that, Foggy, because... Listen, some games like Monster Hunter that I had to get rid of. But you know what? He knows what I'm talking about because they're still using the, the 3DS yeah. code. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to folks. Y'all made it so easy to get people into the game. And to help out and they, and rewards that they get when they leave your world because I'm I'm in the chat with them and they like yo thank you for helping me out I'm like what the hell are you talk about you was in my world he said nah I got mad currency I yeah. was like what <laughs> yeah so playing that game yo yeah I, I understand the hook now I almost died by myself yesterday though I ran inside the wrong house you gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah I, I ran out of there, man. She ain't have no stamina. There's been a couple times I ran in, and I'm like, yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart play. A lot, of people, like, a lot of people want to punch through. Uh, oh. See, see that, that those are the people I call the people that are on Twitter saying steady case hard. <laughs> it's like if you walk into a situation that you're outnumbered, Throw throw a cocktail and, and politely leave. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, one of the greatest skills in the game is just knowing <laughs> when to call it. Get out. Nope. The know when to fold them skill. Kitsune doesn't even call it. Go. Don't leave. Don't leave the whole game. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> not my man, not my character, like, yo, kid, I killed yeah. everyone. You left for no yeah, reason. That, that, that was it. I tried yeah, to cram everything back in one week. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's pretty much been. I'm sorry, get it. Post E3, man. You guys have been working hard. Yes, we've been hitting the ground running. So this is kind of like us kind of getting acclimated. For me, it definitely been, I mean, State of Decay. 
uh, secret, I'm kind of embarrassed. I had to, I didn't know how to do, like, I was having a problem with my leader because I was trying to have, like, to decide which one I wanted to uh, make. And I wanted to go the trader route. And I was having a, a problem, you know, assigning the leadership thing. And Addict's like, no, dude, it's just right there. Just put the yeah. little icon on the floor. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not blaming anyone in the U.S. No, no, no. I don't know. Always, always good to get critique. Always good to yeah. learn from, from people that are actually playing the game. Like, ah, okay, here's ways we can make things better. Yeah, because the map was yelling at me to do it. And I was like, okay. And then now I, I, I was putting it off for a long time. He was like, do I have to do these missions first? I was like, no. Yeah. I'm like, because I put it off for because I really, I knew I wanted a trader. And I finally got this chick from another community in my community. So I'm like, all right, cool. She's going to be lead. I can get that trader skill going. And I was, I was stuck for a minute. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do with it? I got Attic with me in the party chat. He's like, yeah, right there. It's a little right. stuff there yeah I'm like, all right cool so i finally got that going we're gonna move over to another base on the other side of town it's got some like uh like almost like shipping crates or something yep. like that yeah well, so I, it's actually, a nice base since we got you in here uh, mm -hmm. uh lord forge i do have a quick question real quick mm -hmm. now when you move a base does yeah. it take all the resources from everything that you built and break it down or does it or do you lose that it gives it back to you yeah, you get a re you get a refund. I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but you get a refund for a lot of the facilities and stuff that you have built. You get all that. Right, all right, I, I, I kind of figured that, but he asked me that, and I was like, I yeah, think you do, but I can't be a hundred percent. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of stuff. I got like six cars. I'm sure I got. I literally have six cars. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Ones, if my multiplayer, all the other people from their sessions are coming, they'll get me. Shout out to um Hot Monkey, like he got me cars, and I have so many. So I'm like, how am I gonna do this one? Back? Yeah, he, he's got yeah. too many. Yeah, I got two, but I, I got like MTV Cribs kind of. Lord Hot Monkeys is, is he's taking that game to the next level. Like yeah, I'm yeah, like, I like playing with him. He's fun. So I was doing State of Decay this week. Yeah. Of um, just shout out to like King Destiny Two, Iron Banner, and Full Swing. Shout out to everybody who's joined the Iron Law Podcast. Um, you got shot of me being ahead of you. Oh my God, that was that was. And we gonna talk about that. <laughs> we won't talk about that actually. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that. I, I thought my KD was higher, but anyway, it wasn't. Oh actually. The picture said my KD was higher. <laughs> oh my God, we gonna we gonna do a rematch on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I've been playing a uh, Banner Saga on the Switch. I'm really getting into it. Really getting into. It. I, don't, I think Solve, you need to check it out and actually yeah, add it yeah. to check it out. It's a little different from XCOM in the sense I that I have it on my Xbox. Oh, okay, yeah, you yeah. I was about man. to say, I got that on my Xbox. Art style is really cool, and I like the um, like I said, it's almost it plays more like chess than it does XCOM because you move one character, the AI gets to move another character. So it's like the old Final Fantasy tactics. It, yes, in yeah. a sense, and, and but what's cool is like the little art style animations for the first game. I'm like, wow, this is pretty good looking for this style of game, and they have almost like Mass Effect style um story choices. And I'm assuming that I believe there's like different endings and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different systems going on. Really like it. That's what I've been rocking. So uh, let's get into last week's poll. The results are in and the people have spoken to the question. When watching E3 press conferences, how much does a company's presentation and format affect your rating of said conference? Hmm. The winner at a razor close, 46% is yes, bad presentation affects conference rating. I saw C. It was yeah. really high. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that C was, was higher than normal. C was yeah. higher than covered at second place at a forty-one percent. Is no great games are greater than the awful format, and coming in at our shallow third place at thirteen percent was I don't care. Ghost of <laughs> Flute Man is the real MVP. Oh, so, 
<laughs> Shout out to all the lords who participated in the poll. What do the lords think about this? Anybody can jump in. Well, you know, it's, in, it's indicative of what everybody felt uh, after watching a certain uh, company's uh, press conference. You know, when we know uh, a company is known for one thing and they show up lame, it actually is a double effect. You understand? Is uh, because it's turned back to us like what well, they didn't put the effort in, or or, or they coasting now, and mm -hmm. it, it really turned. It, it was like I saw the crowd really turn on them, and now mm -hmm. with that new narrative of they're not allowing people to play with other people, mm -hmm. it's it's starting to form, and it, and I'm hearing a low hum of mm -hmm. oh, this company is a bad company, mm -hmm. and. I'm like, wow, they turned on them overnight and they just took one bad press conference. Mm. Uh, it, it was weird. Some presentation, y'all feel, does play a fact. How do you feel about that, Lord Fogey, about our conference presentation? I kind of have to abstain a little bit from the specifics. Yes, you, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. We don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. for me, you know, I, I, I love E3. I love, well, I love it when I don't have to go and present stuff and get my <laughs> for eight hours a day. But like, the, the opportunity for a team who's, you know, a lot of these teams have been working on these games for, you know, three, four years kind of in secret, having to keep yeah. secrets is such a great weight to get off your chest to be able to finally talk about the things that you've been working on. It's out there. People can see what you've been putting your energy and effort into. Making art is hard. And yeah. I, I always love, uh, regardless of like the, the perception of quality of the presentation, when I get to see mm -hmm. a game being shown to the world for the first time or like getting those details. I'm so happy for the artists mm. that have been making these games for so long to, to finally get that, that out of them and, and, and to see it in front of the world. Because that's why we do these things. We, we make these games so that people can love them, that mm -hmm. people can play them. And so I'm always just really happy to see these things. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes a trailer doesn't land. Sometimes, you know, yeah. the structure of a presentation might not fit with, with what folks were hoping for, but man, it's just so nice to see all these great games and to see people celebrating mm -hmm. these games. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty interesting. Like I said, we, we had that discussion last week and, you know, about presentation and how people feel about it. And uh, we, I, I do agree with you, love folks. At the end of the day, you know, we are happy to see things for the first time and just see that, you know, that that feeling of seeing something presented and it looks awesome. And, you know, definitely shout out to the teams and everyone that works on that. So uh, we're going to have a new ILP poll at the end of the show. So stay tuned. So uh, since we have the legendary Lord Fogey in the realm, we're going to switch it up instead of the topic format. We're going to bring back the Ask Your Lord Q&A segment and pick Ooh. the brain of the Obi-Wan himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to set this thing off, man. So obviously a huge announcement, you know, at this year's E3, you know, Lord Foggy and Phil kind of unveiling Undead Labs is part of the Microsoft Studio family. I call it like Phil's Infinity Gauntlet moment. <laughs> this, this studio. <laughs> that that studio. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know? So <laughs> took over the universe, man. So uh, we were, I was, I'll be honest, like, man, we so, me personally, was so happy to see that Undead Labs name there. So, um, which was also then reiterated by uh, the studio head, your boy, Jeff Strain. You know, yeah. you guys made a statement about uh, focusing on taking the State of Decay franchise further and contributing to build the world of uh, State of Decay. So first off, like, how long did you know? And then, like, how excited are you, you know, about the future of Undead Labs now? Um, 
I didn't know very long before uh, the announcement was made at E3. These things, uh, b- because you know they they want that to they want that moment, right? Yes. They don't want they don't want any opportunities for for folks to be like, oh yeah, this happened, and then it starts to buzz out through the industry, and and mm-hmm. people got the rumor mill and all that stuff. So they want to make sure that their um, that their timing is perfect with letting folks know about what's going on, mm-hmm. so that the announcement can have the most impact. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wasn't it, much, it wasn't much longer before that that announcement. Which, which was great because it was driving me crazy. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, this is a pretty big, important secret that I have to keep my hands on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, man. And like, did, like my question now is in reference to that same thing was like, now as a result, like, you know, people, a lot of people I was speaking to, they're really excited about their, you know, the, the franchise moving forward and what yep. that, what that can mean. And, you know, a lot of people say, Hey, you know, now does that mean you guys get the triple A treatment? Or the other part I'm saying, I'm also saying is like, will this now affect maybe retroactively to State mm-hmm. of Decay 2, maybe with DLC and stuff like that, now that Microsoft's kind of really invested in you guys? Hmm. I mean, the, they've always been really invested in, mm-hmm. in State of Decay 2 and making it the best game possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been... It's interesting. Like a lot of people have been talking publicly about their their intent behind the studio. Like you can go check out, so just jump on Google and look for like Phil Spencer or Matt Booty interviews talking about you know the the the, the purchase of the studio and what their intent is. It's it's a wild place to be in where you know I have to keep quite as many, I have to keep tons of secrets, right? But I don't have. To- <laughs> I don't have to be as coy as I have been in the past about what it is that, that mm-hmm. uh, the company's intending to do as we move forward. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really nice. Um, I'm super excited about the future uh, nice. of, of, of the franchise, um, mm-hmm. the possibilities that open up. Um, our relationship with Microsoft on the first game was, or on the second game was so tight. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, you saw that with the presence at PAX. Yes. Um, huge presence, great spot in their booth. They, they love the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they did a fantastic job of promoting it. You know, when you look at things mm-hmm. like uh, the MPD stuff, which is super exciting Woo! for us. You let it to my, yeah, you let it to the point. <laughs> it, congratulations. Thank bro. you. Thank you very congratulations. much. I don't think you guys get enough so credit. What, what, yeah, just out of curiosity, what was yeah. like your emotion when you got on you know, Twitter and saw that? Or did you uh, know before Twitter? Before we no, no, actually, like uh, that that the 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 report came out and that started circulating around the office. Like you got a Slack channel, right? And we got yeah, stuff that's yeah. going around. And it was basically since all that stuff came out, and then it's, the tweets started showing up pretty much at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I didn't know about that ahead of time. We knew about it exactly when everybody else did. Maybe a little slow in my case. Um, and it's you know it's. There's a nice bit of validation there that, that mm. people are, are enjoying the game. They're getting out there and and, and buying it, which is fantastic. Mm. You know, MPD doesn't cover everything, and so we got a lot of folks that are enjoying the game on Game Pass, which is a, a wonderful service. Like you get to check these games out. Yeah, actually, uh, my cousin bought. Uh, he played it on Game Pass, and I don't know why he does it, but he'll play a game on Game Pass and he'll just buy it afterwards. It's like he uses it as like to test all games out. Yeah. And I'm that's like, if you're going to keep Game Pass, why don't you just keep Game Pass? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, because yeah, okay. there's certain things that you won't get. Like, First of all, mm-hmm. shout out to uh, you guys, how you treated us at PAX. Facts. All right. Um, 
I, I, I must say it was first of all from from getting in to, to from the email so you gotta <laughs> find this guy and you gotta do this stuff, <laughs> stuff. that was so that. fun and we had to show it when we got there and uh, you took us into the back of the restaurant and y'all had the nice spread y'all even had like, food for me yeah which I really hard. Uh, I remember he um, was like when we met that dude he was like okay now you go left and it was like what left he's like just keep going left yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and we got in there, and you guys are super inviting the Facts. hoodies from from the swag alone, Facts. you know, to the the the, the love environment. Mm -hmm. and I know that your studio is really tight because yeah. you guys rock like y'all rock like look that. Very yeah, because it's representative. And, yeah, shout out. We got to give some shout outs too. Like shout out to Brent. Shout out to Jeff yeah. Strain. Yeah. Shout yes. out to Lu shout out to my boy Lewis, man. Lewis the oh, yes. Yo, yo, he showed mad love. I know he had a, a part, I believe, on the uh, stage uh, level design, I believe. And yes. um, yeah, man, he's a big Destiny guy. We were talking gaming and stuff like that. And like you said, King, I mean, Undead Labs really, really rolled out the red carpet, and man, for us. And after we really appreciate that, it. I left from you guys after that. As soon as I got back to New York and I got mm -hmm. back on my Xbox, I know I was getting the game in Game Pass, but I purchased the game straight out. I mm -hmm. said because... I want these guys to succeed as much as possible. Yeah, thank you very much. And yeah, and I say because they were genuine. Like after we talked, he was like, "Oh, we follow you on Twitter." Like literally, like right yeah, then. And I said, you know, these guys are going above and beyond, and they're not doing it in a fake or phony way. They're doing it actually, real as, you people. know, like real people. Yeah, real and gamers. And talking to you too. like you won this one, and mm -hmm. the love of games, <laughs> no, like it. It wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was genuine. When y'all was taking us on the screen, y'all had the game right there, playable, mm -hmm. and y'all was going through little things with us. Like you know, this is the part where we worked on this part, mm -hmm. and we saw the stuff ahead of time, and you know, we reported on it, and we just came back from that part. That was a highlight for me for PAX being that was oh, my first pack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, you guys absolutely. were a highlight. Yeah, I, definitely, right? I definitely didn't get to play it on the floor because there was like fifty people waiting in line, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Cognito and King showed up. They were one yeah, of the we first, first to roll in, and and uh, it is one of my highlights. Right, I, I still remember that experience. We're hanging out, mm -hmm. talking about the game. Cognito's playing, and you're like, "Oh, look, it's little Cognito." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's little Cognito. They put you in the game. They put you in the game, right? He's running around. All the stuff is happening. That demo is set up so that uh, bad things happen in it when you get by. Uh, seventy-five yeah. percent. And I said, "Don't, I said, I said, don't, don't mess with that red-eyed zombie." I said, "I don't know. It's something about that zombie that don't look good." And Foggy standing there like, <laughs> "I want to ask you actually something. Was that particular demo set to like a higher difficulty? Because." Like, I remember that being way harder than I played. I, I was sitting there after I played I was like, maybe it's because I wasn't used to the guy. I must have been trash when I played that at PAX. Like, no, I was getting tackled by everything. I was getting ate by everything. Well, yeah. it was the first time you're playing, but no, we did we did some stuff because you know <laughs> yeah, they scaled it up. <laughs> we wanted the demo to have like a natural ending to it, so we had a lot of stuff that was turned off actually, so that we weren't distracting too much from people being able to go and do their thing. And then it's a ten minute demo. At around seven minutes, we turn on some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we turn uh -huh, on the juke comes out. out. And it knows when the judgment comes out. Oh yeah, and that, and so we had a lot of people have a really good. It, it was 
it was all deliberate, but we wanted to make sure that people could have those either a really good superhero moment at the end where they take that juggernaut out or a really good story walking away about getting torn apart. Definitely appreciate it. Or you can always just go in a house because the juggernaut can't go in there with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, can play, you can play smart. <laughs> That's right. Hero. No, you yeah. should have seen it, uh, Lord Foggy. Like, yeah. it was me, you. Who was it? It was Sinister. We ha- we literally kept hitting the juggernaut of a car. Over. We all three <laughs> was in the car. Oh and it was at God. night, too. So you could only see what was the, the headlights were on. And we yeah. literally just kept circling him and hitting him at, one at a time with the car. Yeah, oh, man, that 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 party, uh, that post packs party was so fun. Our communications director, uh, Wonder Russell, she she put that together, uh, working with Microsoft to kind of talking, getting back to talking about Microsoft support. Right. And the, the marketing and PR for this thing, I would, I was all over the world in in uh Mar- march and april right march mm-hmm. kicking off with packs seeing you guys hanging out showing the world the game first gameplay and then after that i had a week off and then i was in you know i was in san francisco i was in london i was in austin yeah i was everywhere showing people this game and they supported us a hundred percent they are so behind this game they're so behind this franchise you guys so um the 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 outlook is very bright um, my confidence in what we're going to be able to put together moving forward is, is very high. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great partners to work with. And now they're not mm-hmm. just our partners. Like we are a part of what they've got nice. going on. That's what's really up, man. About that. So, so future, future's said, bright. Yeah. So, so with that said, like, do you guys, I know you guys are going to be working on DLC and whatnot for State of Decay 2, mm-hmm. but do you guys have an idea already? Is it whiteboarded somewhere? Like what? <laughs> it's, it's it's too early. I got I got some I got some I got some twinkles in my eye. I got some yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening. People, you people know, are starting know to know him and his secrets. They are yeah. killing him. He can't yeah. he can't tell it. I know one, but I would never never say. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so besides that, though. I, the fact that you guys are now a Microsoft studio, is, is there also a possibility that you guys can split off into two teams, have two things going at the same time, or is everyone just focused on state of decay? Every, everybody's super focused on state of decay. Uh, you know, who knows what the future holds in terms of, of what we would do, but um, but right now, all of our energy and all of our time being put into, like you said, the DLC. DLC is a highest priority right now, getting getting fixes and new fun content in the, in the state of K2 for players to enjoy. And then, you know, uh, like I said, people have People have you go and look at these interviews. People have spelled out what they think is going on uh, with us, what our priorities are going to be, um, and I'm excited about uh, embracing those priorities and running forward hard. No doubt, no doubt. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. I, I'll give it to you. One question in reference to that too. Now, I got to be brutally honest with you, Lord Frog. You're in the realm of the Lord. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. You know what I'm saying? Now I must admit, no dedicated server for State of Decay two. Broke my heart. <laughs> you know I, I, I gotta be real with you. Now, yeah, like yeah, since yeah. then, you know, there's been patches. I know there's been improved connectivity. You know what I'm saying? But I have to know, like, what was the decision process behind peer to peer? And um, you know, as far as like, could that change in the new future? Also, because of the acquisition, like, break that whole process down for me. So uh, when you're when you're making any game with any kind of multiplayer in it at all, you have one of the big things that you have to figure out is what your model, what your network model is going to look like. Right. And network model can affect 
almost the entirety of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Moment to moment gameplay, um, the number of players that you can get in and support, like distances and things like that that we've had mm-hmm. to deal with, with like tethering systems and whatnot, right. if you have a really big streaming world. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we were breaking down the experience and we were looking at the audience, mm-hmm. because it's a big part of what you need to do when you're when you're in the early stages of ideation and what, what is this game going to be, you think a lot about the audience. Who are you making this game for? Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of our early direction mm-hmm. um, led us to wanting to make the game that people were asking us for was, you know, state of decay that I can play with my friends. Right. But we also knew from uh, previous experience that a lot of people are still really focused when you make a game like this and you have kind of a split between single player and multiplayer. A lot mm-hmm. of people are really focused on that single player. A lot of people play this mm-hmm. game by themselves. We look at our uh, our stats and stuff uh, back mm. to the mothership. So the numbers, the numbers dictate that way? Well, they don't dictate, but but they definitely give you information, right? Okay. And so knowing that a lot of people are going to play this game in a single-player fashion um, mm. because of the way we, we knew structurally we want to stay focused on uh, a co-op experience, but also mm. a state of decay experience where you have control over your community. You mm. don't have to worry about somebody coming in, building building something next door that you don't like. We weren't mm. we were kind of looking for that experience out of the gate. Mm. Once we did that, the, the server question kind of mm. pushes in, in a particular direction. Mm. Having Hosted dedicated servers cost money. Mm. Having 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 a a, a a drain, having anything that that costs mm. ongoing money throughout the project means you have mm. to you have to be very careful about how your game, how your business is making money, because you have real. to offset some of that stuff. So mm. a lot of what we were talking about at the beginning of the project was, yeah. do do we want to do the things that that would be required to kind of maintain these servers, especially if the game blows up big, mm. which again, your costs scale as, mm. as, as, those, as those things grow. So because of where we were at, we decided that um, the experience we wanted to have, the, the, the moment-to-moment stuff that we wanted to do for gameplay, how we wanted mm. that to feel, our emphasis was going to be on um, mm. on prioritizing uh that 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 side of the equation and that led us to, to pure host and multiplayer gotcha. um it's a it's a it's a complicated thing right there's a calculus you're putting on lots of different variables to get so, to the end so, get attic and I'll, I'll follow up what i was getting from that is like uh you neither you had a couple different directions um i assume that when it comes to like i obviously i'm not in that industry at all i have no clue how that works mm-hmm. that it would pro like it would go out of the budget like mm-hmm. for however long you would want to keep those dedicated servers and that would just be siphoned off immediately somebody's so, got to pay for that stuff, yeah right? so mm-hmm. so it was either you wanted to take that that money to either do that or put it on the actual game and that's what you were saying correct um you know, it's it's less about like where the funds would have gone kind of mm-hmm. in the moment and and what kind of happens after you release into the wild right like mm-hmm. they're they're the reasons that a lot of the dedicated dedicated server games have ongoing monetization systems that people mm-hmm. don't necessarily like we have to figure out how to balance those things against each other if you've got mm-hmm. something with ongoing costs you've got to have something that gives mm-hmm. you ongoing income and mm-hmm. there are a lot of different ways to approach that problem mm-hmm. um but you you, you got to balance it out otherwise you could make a successful game that actually mm-hmm. loses money <laughs> mm-hmm. because, that's real it, because you know if the cost of buying the game and somebody's 
you know, mm-hmm. over the course of them playing it and enjoying it, you come to negative dollars. <laughs> you can have an amazing game, yeah. end up not having a sequel because of it. Right. Well, yeah. you, can, you can wreck companies that way. And, mm-hmm. and again, pre pre mm-hmm. Microsoft acquisition, that's something that as an independent studio, that's what you I was have just to be about to ask incredibly you. Incredibly mindful about mm-hmm. what, what, does our business look like if if this is hugely successful what happens Um, if this fails what happens you have to kind of account for all those different situations like i said calculus Mm -hmm. with lots of different variables and then you gotta like take into consideration is that i mean obviously dedicated service is a big thing in the industry now but Mm -hmm. is that is that move worth potentially hundreds and hundreds of jobs so i, I do understand that. i want to i want to double down though um the whole thing i'm I, I ask again and i'm glad you're saying this because it's kind of educating me on the process see i was under the impression that you know remember when the xbox one dropped that you know all games but our first part i guess were going to have you know dedicated servers so I was very surprised by that. I that that it wasn't part of it, but based on what you're saying, you know, small studios that 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 cost kind of incurred on yourself, as opposed to Microsoft kind of providing this service for you guys, quote unquote, free of charge. You know I mean, yeah, but, right. nothing nothing's ever free, right? <laughs> See, I, I didn't know that. They're like, they're like, and, and, but, and I, let me ask. Let me just finish up the second part. Is like the follow up is then now with the acquisition. In the future, you know, does this kind of alleviate said cost? You, that you know, uh, yeah. I mean, well, what I can say is the landscape has entirely changed, right? It's different when Daddy Big Bucks show up. You know what's funny? Please. I always be joking for Forgy in the DMs on Twitter. Be like, you need to put some lightsabers in the game. I hope. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know that we can negotiate that with. <laughs> but this when on, when when I uh, did the interview with uh, Ninja Theory head uh, Nina Kirchenson, um, she explained that you know name dropping, right? That's right. She explained. That's right. <laughs> she she explained that the the fear of working in a small studio with the uh the the thought of permadeath for the studio if you mess up yeah. with this game yeah, uh man. was very real. Yeah. And I wanted to know, did you guys experience that? Was that your like because you you explaining that you had to balance things back and forth and making sure that this is profitable as well as a good game um and it goes into the thought process did was it um any point that you guys were in fear of that and once the acquisition happened the the security that comes with that acquisition there's there's a lot of exhaling going around in that office i'm pretty sure yeah you know the the reality of of any industry i think but uh but i i know most from games is that you know even with a big successful studio something can go wrong they could have layoffs anything you know there's always you have to always be mindful and thoughtful about uh what your prospects are in terms of ongoing employment taking care of yourself taking care of your family and whatnot um but uh as an independent developer um you know that's making games and and your success is tied to the success of the art that you're putting out in front of the world um it it, it is stressful. Um, I, I had a lot of confidence. Um, uh, I wasn't, I was never really 
fearful about it personally if, if like, like what would potentially happen. I had a lot of confidence in the game, uh, had a lot of uh, faith in our relationship with Microsoft, but there were definitely, there are definitely times when I would sit down with some folks to have conversations and they would say, you know, uh, what do you think things are going to be like? I'm a little worried about what the future looks like. Do you think this company is going to be around in X years when we're kind of in the middle of development? And, you know, as you get closer to the end of the, pr the, the project cycle, you're able to look and you go, look, this game is great. Um, it's sure it's got problems, but it is fantastic. People are going to love it. We've got marketing, uh, uh, and support from PR and marketing from Microsoft behind us hundred percent. Like this game is going to go out and it's going to be successful. You don't have to worry whether or not the studio is going to be around in like six months. That's um, <clears throat> but, but there are people that, you know, like I said, you got to be mindful of it. You got to be protecting yourself. Uh, certainly, when uh, the acquisition went through, and people are like, "Is the company still going to be around in six months?" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure they're not going <laughs> to come in. Yeah, yeah, right. let's, let's buy you and then get rid of you." Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, no. Helps, helps quite a bit. So I do have a, a question when it comes to the uh, the acquisition entirely. Like, we obviously found out on Sunday. Uh, I was told you guys found out on Friday. Is that Friday. did you know uh, sooner than that? Because uh, you're a little uh, bit higher on the total the chain. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. I'm way up the chain. I knew on Thursday. He knew Thursday night at eleven o'clock. Those peons got it on Friday. He got it on Thursday. They, they, they want to keep that really, really tight. Yeah. I, I'm glad they did. I'm 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 glad they did because we, we knew it played around studios. That's the reason yeah. it didn't get leaked. But <laughs> this 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 was the best press conference <laughs> as far as that was going because when we see a company that we are invested in emotionally with the guys, nice. we know you guys, um, and we see that happen, like I cheered for that, like yeah, yeah like I, I, know I got guys, emotional. Like, I was like. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, Microsoft is committing to their own, and that that was the vibe I felt. Yep. And I just felt like y'all just needed that bump, that financial bump, just to you know what I'm saying, give you that triple A polish and those dedicated servers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but it's just I just love to see because, like you said, King, it's just a great group of people. They work hard. The game is good. It's a cult classic. People love it. You added co-op, and it just excites me for State yeah. of Decay 3. Yep. I'm so excited to see what yeah. you got planned going on. Wow, um, thank you so much. Your, your game's the only game I know of right now that people want a Battle Royale with. They, it's like, <laughs> now, now it's people want don't want that in anything because there's so many of it. But like State of Decay is the only game where I hear people, I legitimately hear people like, I want a Battle Royale in this game. <laughs> we don't even, we don't even yeah. have PvP. People want to kill people each other. <laughs> Yeah, like, yo, they want that Negan moment. That, 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 that we we got that part. Now let's get to the evil part. Like that, that's what they want to do. I, I'm I'm still having fun with my uh my zombie simulator that I'm playing. That's what I call it, a zombie simulator. Yeah, zombie simulator. Crisis management simulator. Crisis management. Yeah, folks, a quick oh, question about the chat. They saying any plans for thirty uh, frames per second cap on ability to disable motion blur? Uh, like I said earlier, I can't really get into like something <laughs> weird that we may or may not be doing for future releases. Cause okay, so we can't get into the specifics. I can't, get, I can't get into it. But That's we, all we good. Are, we are we're listening all the time, and uh, we hear you loud and clear. No doubt. Thank so you, Dave Ferguson, for for, yeah. for giving us kudos on the show. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. One, one last thing on, on the acquisition. Uh, do you guys get the impression that you know they they you guys have said um. And um, Ninja Theory said also that, you know, you guys, you guys are going to just do you what you guys want to do. And they're behind you 100 percent. But do you get the impression that if you come to them with like, 
an idea for a triple a you know a 200 plus hour game like huge vast game that they're fine with that any of the, the the new studios coming to them with that or do they sort of want you do they see like uh, compulsion as the small studio game and you guys is like the the, the middle size you know or do you guys get the impression you can make absolutely whatever you want whatever scope whatever size it doesn't matter uh it's 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 interesting. It's still kind of early days in terms of, of what that's going to shape up like. Um, I get the impression that I'm going to be working on State of Decay and, <laughs> for, the, for the foreseeable future. Um, but um, I think, you know, my my personal, and this is, again, this is my opinion based on my analysis looking at uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, the conference and stuff like that. Microsoft's swinging for the fences. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> they're, they're not messing around. They really, they really want to be on top um, mm. And they want to be on top with the, the best games, the best hardware, mm. and, you know, and and making people happy. So, um, I I don't know I don't know what that would be like if I went to them with an idea that I thought was uh, you know worth a billion dollars and said like here it is it's gonna take <laughs> five years of this much money I don't know how they respond to that out of the gate but I do okay. know they're not they're not messing around. No doubt, no doubt. The the human element, man. I gotta ask you now. What what about the initial reviews? Obviously, the Metacritic came out being a little mixed. You know, how does it really affect you guys personally? Do you feel like it was too harsh, or do you feel like any criticism was warranted on the release of State of K two? Um, like it, I mentioned earlier, we were talking about um, network model stuff. You know, you mm -hmm. make a game for a particular audience, mm -hmm. and um, it's interesting because so much about this game is is very similar to a lot of stuff that we had in the first game. But we kind of try to make it make it way better. Mm -hmm. The one of the bigger differences that we have between the first game and this game mm -hmm. is uh, the number of people paying attention. And I feel like if the first game had had this amount of marketing and press yeah. and people coming out of the gate, you know, we would have seen very similar results there, right? Like it's it's a mixed thing. It's not for everybody. Some people uh, get in there and um, they're expecting a different kind of experience. You know, you kind of have to engage the game in, in multiple dimensions. You have to deal with your community stuff. It's not just an action game. People that show up just looking for like a hardcore action game that wanted the combat to be the end all be all we couldn't we didn't do that right we had to we had to take that complexity and we had to spread it out across all these mm. different systems because we made something that was really broad our mm -hmm. goal was to make a zombie apocalypse simulation mm -hmm. right Love and for, for us that meant a lot of things and you know we'll get folks that um that uh i remember uh one of the people in particular on the pr tour he's playing the game he's like I, I don't like the nighttime it stresses me out why didn't you guys put in something that lets me fast forward through the nighttime so that i can just be in the daytime again and i was like well you know that that's a thing that we could have done but like our goal was to capture this feeling this particular mm -hmm. this particular thing and All the people right. that are in this situation wouldn't be able to fast forward through the night they could probably mm -hmm. barely even sleep at night as it is mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I had a friend that that said it was too dark. I was like, "It's night." It's like, <laughs> I, I love the fact that you guys made it pitch black. Yep, I love that. I love yep. that. Yeah, it, that was a battle. That was a huge battle. Really? Like, oh yeah, man. Like, uh, you know, there are a lot of folks that um, that you know, you get used to what you're used to, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot of video games, mm -hmm. the nighttime is is like it's blue. 
uh, <laughs> and maybe you can't yep. see quite as far, but it's it's not like they don't want to impede. Um, but mm-hmm. we we're talking about like how close we want it. We want this to feel like a survival game. We want this to. Mm-hmm. What would happen in the context of the apocalypse? Well, man, nobody's running those power stations. The lights are going to go out. Mm-hmm. What is it like when you're out in the middle of nowhere? Mm-hmm. And there's no light. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. dark. It's so dark, and so you're just getting light from the moon and the stars and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But that was a. It was a huge battle, and uh, our. The art director for the project, Doug Williams. Clearly, you won. <laughs> you won that I, argument. I think it worked out, right? We're making, <laughs> we're making, we're making the game for a particular audience. You know, uh, uh, did you guys play Dragon's Dogma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a place to play that. A that lot. Was a, I used to watch them play that, yeah. Yeah, was a, that was a huge inspiration to me. I, I played that game, and I'm like, oh, my God. It is dark. I'm mm-hmm. scared of being outside. I'm stressed. Yep. It puts a real, like... Uh, yeah, that tension. That, like you know what? It's scared. It's primal. Yeah. Another game that does that is Final Fantasy 15. Like you don't uh, even go out in the dark for a couple, uh, like ten hours in the game. You don't go out in the dark. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. And, and and so like even at that point, talking with that uh, that fella about like his perspective and how he wanted you know something particular, I was like, this is gonna it's gonna be hard for some people to, that they're not getting exactly what they want out of it. Yeah. And um, but uh, you know, I'm not necessarily here to to create something that that caters to everybody. I'm trying to I'm trying to please a particular audience. And if you look oh, at the reviews, they are really swingy. Like some people, oh are like, man, this it's is all over the place, man. I'm like, cool. So that that's a person for whom we made this game, and somebody else will give it a, a low score. And then I'm like, okay, we 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 missed for that for that so person. How, how do you guys how do you guys handle feature creep for for like a for a oh. title like this with so many systems on top of each other? Like, where do you put the hard stop? Like, no, we can't do this in this particular game. Uh, I'm the king of feature creep. Uh, <laughs> uh, more, 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 more. Uh, no, yes. at, at some point, at some point, you get near the end of the project, and and or even like the game needs to come out. We need to stop. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We can't just keep making the game forever, right? Nobody wants. Nobody. Everybody wants to make something that people eventually play, and if we keep adding stuff indefinitely. Nobody's going to get to play it but us, and that's not fun. Um, and so. We, when that reality sets in, what we try to do at the lab is um, we try to keep looking at scope as we go through the project. And uh, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it hurts real bad to look at that feature on the wall. And you know that like, oh, so many people are going to love that thing. But it's got to go. It's got to go so that we can get this thing out the door. But now so, it would, would, would fill back in the truck. So All I, those I, features come back. <laughs> I did have a question. Um, was there any particular like features and stuff that was kind of implied into the game, but was took out? Um, we, you know, we had some of the stuff from, uh, and this never, it never got past the point, like where we we're actually doing any implementation on it. But, um, you remember the journal from the first game? Yeah. Yes. We had a journal that kind of had some of the background stuff. That was something that I really wanted to have in there in some form and, um, but have it be uh, more valuable than it was last time. Cause last time there was some really cool stuff at the beginning, but after a while it just kind of became this dumping ground for all the spam for like what happened with your supplies and resources. And for the most part, players were able to, to focus on that and people just weren't using it. Mm-hmm. But there were some really cool like storytelling and reminders and things I think that we could have built into that that would have been mm-hmm. fun. But, um, but ultimately, when we looked at it, it's like, no, it, if, if I have to if I have 
take that over this other feature. Say like getting the play carts system working correctly, mm-hmm. right? One is fundamental to the game, and one is going to affect everybody's experience, and the other is something that you know some people would have liked. Um, but you got to play the percentages a little bit. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brett actually told us um, that there used to be like a Jeep or a car that was in the game for the longest times that you would stress the servers with. And it was like really fast. And you guys took it out like the very last bit before the game actually launched. Uh, yeah, we had we had we have there are things like uh, people are <laughs> people are finding stuff by uh, cheating their saves in a little bit. that will like look at this <laughs> thing I have. And I'm like, oh, that's not supposed to be there. At all. <laughs> You're cheating. Now we have to go wow. rip that stuff all the way out. <laughs> okay, okay. We can't just take it out of the game. People know the education. Let's go rip it out of the game. Yo, oh, you're seriously. You can't, you can't leave anything laying around anymore. People will go through your trash. <laughs> yeah, one thing about COVID, man. Yeah. One of my last questions as far as the – um, one thing I love about State of K is, like, the, the reward system for kind of helping my friends, right? And then, like, being able to bring – you know, that rewards and influence back, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I just want to know, like in, in reference to the co-op though, like what, what a lot of people, I know I don't have a problem with, it. I know when it first came out, like, Oh, it's tethering. No, like, you know what I'm saying? Like what was the design process? Because when the game actually released and shout out to Jess Gordon from Windows Central and I got a chance to talk with him as well. I felt the tethering bubble was way bigger and it was like a little overblown than actually stated. So, but just give me the thought yeah. process behind that design choice to say, okay, we're not going to let people just run wild and right. go wherever they want in a thousand directions on a, on the open world map. The the restriction was, I mean, it's mainly technical, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the design didn't necessarily call for any kind of constraint there. Gotcha. Um, it was, it, basically because of the the level of simulation we're doing and because of the size of the world the number of things that are going on in it mm-hmm. um you maybe have heard this before but we only in this big world we're only really simulating actively the area around the host that is of, of a certain size right, right. And that works fine when right. you're a single player because it's always just this bubble around you that moves constantly mm-hmm. and uh we tried a lot of things mm-hmm. to try to make it work so that people could just go wherever they wanted um but we weren't able to make it so like this bubble could just split off and we'd have little things kind of going off Mm. everywhere. So um, because we weren't able to make it work, we tried, Mm. you know, we, we put in a a system in place that uh, allowed players to get what felt like a a reasonable distance without breaking the game. Right. And like like you're saying, you could, there are various points where you could outrun the streaming. Mm. And before that tether came in, Mm. you would be running, uh, you you know you don't know care where the host is or whatever you'd be running or driving and suddenly you just fall through the world because the physics aren't being, <laughs> as far as the game is concerned the art's there but nothing else is there. The right? game is. Yeah. Nice. So, so it was, yeah, it was yeah. really a technical yeah, fix that in, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you you would think that's more again. Uh, um, you are the master of game design. You are the Jedi. The Jedi. Oh, we want like it's definitely. You know, like you said, like it's the, the world's being created around you for a single player. I get it. Like exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, is it one of those things? Is that a CPU constraint? Because it's so much to have them people go way far. It, uh, what was like, what's the constraint, so to speak? Is it? It, 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 is, it is a combination of like what's mm-hmm. going on, uh, power under the hood and gotcha. and, um, and memory. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So what all can you keep in your head at once? Gotcha. And so, uh, yeah, again, I can't really talk about. No, I know, I know. That, yeah, that sounds yeah, like yeah. it might be too deep by Scarlet. 
Scarlet and Sydney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with those names, man? That's all I want to know. What's that? Well, so who comes up with those code names? Scarlet? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be handled by Scarlet. Hey, I got it, King. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying that <laughs> that that stuff, I understand why he's explaining it in that in that manner because he said it's a little bubble. Now, if you want to split that bubble per person, then you're gonna uh tear resources mm-hmm. by them going out. You have to be doing double <laughs> now, computing. Yeah. yeah, could you imagine if you're driving in a car and it falls through the wall? Do you know what they, <laughs> what they would be talking about on the web about this game? So I don't have a problem with the tethering. Actually, honestly, I never wanted to be that far away from my friends in that game anyway uh, because I'm terrified. I'm, I'm not even playing around. Like, I, I, I see can the just, zombies in the street, and I'm like, ugh, I don't even want to I can't go. That dude. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> I can't go a few feet without Kid yeah. screaming that he's about to get killed. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to be on the other side of the map. And people it's are like, low. oh, I I'm, I, there's a juggernaut here. I'm like, dude, I'm like forever away. <laughs> yeah, but, but, like, you got to really think about it mentally. If that world really existed, you wouldn't be too far away from your friend anyway. Like <laughs> you know, all that solo mission stuff ain't going down. No, death is not gonna. That's not gonna happen. It's like you're gonna be so close to that person. Like t- technically, I'm gonna be shoulder to shoulder with Cognito. That's gonna happen. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like you could be, you could be like, yo, he's a big dude and all that zombies. Mm, and bite, mm. I'll probably be that guy that's infected, got to get cleaned up. Nah, I don't want that trouble. So no, no, I'm staying close to everybody. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it fits because because exactly what you're saying. Like in the reality, you would want to be close by, but like there's an emotional response people have, yeah. not necessarily based on the reality because people were responding to this before they played it. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional response. They want they want freedom. They yes. want they want to know like I could do whatever. And yeah. any any time you put something in there where it it, it kind of constrains the experience that they're hoping to have, mm-hmm. it, it will definitely get you know it will get an emotional response. Oh, sometimes, absolutely. Sometimes w- when you actually play the game, it doesn't it doesn't work out that way. But whatever, like it, it you can't mm-hmm. control people's emotional response. Of course, they're gonna you're gonna yeah. feel something whenever you hear anything. People were uh, coming yeah. at me hardcore over that, and I was like, I'm gonna shut you up with one tweet. It was just in Far Cry. You were loving that. And then that they just true. shut up. They didn't say nothing else happened. Yeah, and, and what I like, too, is that I want to give you guys credit is that what I like about the co-op aspect is how you guys separated the loot. Because I was going to I was worried about, like, if I go, if we go loot together and someone hits the house first, and yeah. he's just getting all the resources. Like and then he's bringing it to his know. game. I'm going to be tired. <laughs> like, stop yeah, like my stuff. You should have seen all so, the stuff I gave Lord Cognito, man. Oh, yo, 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 shout out for those food rugsacks in my community. <laughs> he literally we, we kept leaving. That, man. He literally kept leaving my world and going back. back to his. <laughs> I'll be right, right back. back. I'll be right, right back. Medicine. You got it? You got me a rugsack in this truck? Okay, cool. I'll be right back. <laughs> and I keep exiting my game, going and dropping it off. It was funny, but I really do want to give you guys credit because I love having like you guys have the color coded separated yeah, loop. Man per house so it yeah. kind of prevents the grieving it prevents people from being greedy you know what i mean i really like that design choice yeah we wanted nothing to get in the way of you feeling like you wanted people to come in anything that made it feel like they would be a negative presence in your world want to get rid of that and i do Seriously. understand that because 
we are in the gaming industry. Yeah. I would believe that this is the most trolly industry in the world. <laughs> it gets up there, right? Imagine like <laughs> like de- imagine Dead Island. Like how much yeah. trolling went on in that. Like I I know this because I was part of that trolling. Let's uh, I know we gotta get Foggy out of here, man. We're getting close yeah, to get So any any last questions uh for the Lords before we uh move this thing on? Get them out of here soon. Everybody's good. Uh, I guess I had a yeah, Ken, you got something? No, no, no. Actually, um, like I said, all, all, all the stuff that I was talking about is really just high praise, to be honest with you, because uh, to actually sit down with the game in the corner by myself and to actually touch on my leisure, um, I've, I've walked away. I really tend not to listen to the crowd. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to go off of my own experiences Thanks. with stuff, and Thanks. I want to find out stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I guess this is a gamer. I don't live vicariously through others. I live my own life. Mm-hmm. So when playing it, I'm like, <laughs> wow, right? Like, like, <laughs> it's like when I'm in the house and I'm going through stuff, I don't want to go through the fast mm-hmm. uh, shuffle. I want to take my time and dig through the, to, to get everything out. Mm-hmm. So I may not play at the speed of others like Attic, because Attic is a serious dude like really yeah right but my speed works for me and and i'm i'm glad that you gave that whole option like nighttime i was really terrified at night really i'm mm-hmm. like flashlight what the hell is going I on i make kids smooth stay at the fort like i really do let's take this the last question I, for the I, chat. I have one question yeah. for him real quick and then i got sam and then we'll that'll be the last one question. question what's your favorite mm-hmm. monster and monster hunter my favorite monster, Monster Hunter, uh, Rathian. Uh, just a just a classic. I love you know. Every time I finally get to the point in any one of the games where I get to fight with Rathian, I feel like it's like comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And final question. We're gonna leave it with uh, Lord Sam Tobert, the editor of uh, TICGameNetwork.com. Um, to- he says he totally understands if Rich can't talk about this, but does Undead Labs have any plans to grow in size now that they are part of Microsoft Studios? Uh, we. It's so early that I. There's nothing really concrete there. Um, mm-hmm. You know. It, Fair enough. It's hard to. It's hard to imagine us shrinking at all, though. So. How okay. Was an Undead yeah. right now. Yeah. How many of you guys right now? Uh, we're uh, a little over 60, something okay. like that. Gotcha. Uh, nice, man. So we're going to do the poll and outro so we can get Foggy out of here. And, uh, yeah, so the uh, poll question will be, with the recent acquisition of the five gaming studios underneath the Microsoft Studios umbrella, like Undead Labs, Ninja Theory, etc., is it too early to tell if these acquisitions, acquisitions were smart business moves? Hey, yes, way too early. The games <laughs> must show improve first. B. No, not too early. These are smart acquisitions for the future of Xbox. Wait for that C. <laughs> well, C, I don't care until Phil completes the gaming studio Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> that is the question. Those are the choices. Please rock the IOP poll so, when it goes up on Twitter tomorrow. It's if he ever makes a studio called Infinity Gauntlet, which I think there would be some kind of copyright things. Cognito. Love no, he gonna you. make that studio who did this for you. Oh <laughs> yeah, who did that for you? <laughs> Lord Foggy, an absolute pleasure to have you in the realm Thank of the Lords, man. We had so much fun with you. We love what you're doing. That is the only time I'll ever clap with King. 
Godless Studio. That's what it would be called. Godless Studio. Godless Studio. I like that. Godless Studio. I like that. Little Frog, absolute pleasure, man. We, we're so proud of you guys. Winning MPD. Future State of the K looking bright. Where can the fine people find you? And what else you got going on you want to tell our people? Uh, honestly, uh, I, I tweet sometimes, rarely. <laughs> at, at <laughs> he mainly uh, retweets. I mainly retweet. Yeah, yeah I, got, favorite got stuff got retweet. retweet. Uh, <laughs> pow, pow, pow. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's probably going to be just making some state of K stuff. You'll see, you'll see as we continue to go and uh, make announcements on DLC and whatnot. Uh, you'll Can't continue wait. to see stuff coming out from us, Microsoft. Can't wait, man. Hope it, I hope it's a steady stream of content. Man, yes. I, I, I can't wait to see what you guys cooking up forward. Are we getting Microsoft Family DLC? A, a Warthog, maybe? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they should bless us now. It's the same people. The same people. Yeah, I got to get on the line. I'm tired of Halo Gears and Forza. The same thing. What the one hog in it? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to get oh on the phone God. with uh, Phil. And see what yeah. He's That's just going to call Phil like, yo, we need a Warthog. <laughs> dude, it was an absolute honor for you to come through to the ILP roundtable. That's so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. Great. My pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely, man. Let's get these outros going on. Lord Addict, where can the fine people find you? What you got cooking up? Oh, you can find me on um Twitter at Iron. Lo oh, I forgot my Twitter handle. You've got your Twitter. Really? It is Lord Addict. I don't You forgot it. No, nah, you Literally, forgot like, it. I tried a new thing and it didn't work out. I admit that. Okay. You tried it Twitter. But uh, <laughs> Twitter. actually, I tried to copy uh Lord Jackman, but we won't no. go into that. No, but no. um, you know, I definitely appreciate uh Lord uh Lord Folky for coming on here. It was uh definitely a great pleasure to have you on the show uh i think i'm the only one here that has put the amount of hours in your game oh my god <laughs> here we go Don't difficult game goes blowing this chest up <laughs> uh, you can uh i just made a video uh how to fix fable 4 so go check that out yes please check that out yeah it's really uh, good, I'm good for you probably gonna make i was gonna make one um on Final Fantasy 15, but people keep leaving. They won't leave me alone about why I don't like Fallout 4. So guess what video I'm making next? <laughs> it's going to be how to fix Fallout 4. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, definitely catch that when that comes out. Um, appreciate everyone for coming on here, even even Lord King. Oh, uh, and um, we'll see you my next week. We, <laughs> we, we have a guest in line, so you'll see that later on this week. Absolutely, man. Lord Solve, what's going on? Where can the fine people find you? You can find me at Lord Sob IOP on Twitter. Um, oh, what else? Check out that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the king of the. I'm with Lord Foggy. I'm the retweet master. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Um, check out that Patreon, guys. Yes, Go please. over to patreon.com, Iron Lord's podcast. Check us out if you want to support. Um, and what else? Lord Foggy, an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you. I mean, I, as gamers, sometimes. All we talk about is what we want, what we want, what we want, and we forget about the humans behind the game. Facts. And and to, it's to have you on here and to talk so frankly and, mm -hmm. and about the game and to like and to see your excitement about what's to come. Yes. It, it, it it makes us very very happy. 
That so makes me happy too. I'll, I'll, I'll just experience this that, together. Yeah. Got that Absolutely. whole buster with the lightsaber coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to get this licensing <laughs> in trouble. like, I think yeah. I take away from the fact of our game of a zombie apocalypse. Wouldn't it? I was like, they, they just got a bigger budget. Yeah. He wanted to blow it on these non licenses. We got one, I got one thing, and it's, it's just the Hulk buster. The Hulk buster. <laughs> 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 How much did this game cost to make? A hundred million dollars. It's just a Hulk. It's just Addict's Hulk Buster. Hey, hey, but it's, it's that's for the licensing alone. hundred million. It's like you're just on a blank map with nothing around. Lord King, where can the five people find you? What you got going on? You can find me on Twitter, uh, King David OTW. Hey, check this out. I just got the music for the intros and the outro music Whoa. for Combat Talk with the King. Right, I'm looking for animators to do the intros and the outros. I got a special little thing that I want going on. Um, Lord Foggy, I must say, being that you were actually the first face that we had, the first welcoming face that we had at PAX. Um, Literally the first person we spoke to when we walked yes. in the door. You're on the floor. Yep. I was still and, on a plane. And, <laughs> and the fact that you even you know remember that experience, that, yes. that goes to show you exactly how personable uh you are and how real you are and your mm -hmm. team is because the team exudes that same energy that he does so I, I don't want y'all to think that he's the only person no true. Uh, his whole team exudes that same beautiful energy mm -hmm. and um i will never forget that night uh in boston with you guys you guys actually uh showed me what that pax experience is and i'm looking forward to next year because of you guys and i'm happy for your success and to win that mpd were games that were held higher than your games that metacritic rated higher than your game um shows that mm -hmm. that love that you put in the game mm -hmm. resonates through the community and no type of uh hate on a game because uh it's on a certain system can mm -hmm. hold that back so i do applaud you guys for the great you, work and continued work that you're doing Absolutely, man. I tell oh, people yeah. all the time. I feel like a David and Goliath story from as far as because remember MPD's revenue. It was a thirty dollar game, yeah. you know, and it's on a smaller install base, and you know it's exclusive. So I think I still think it can't be, you know, overstated how tremendous that accomplishment is for them to win underlaps to win that for that game for MPD. I think it's fantastic, and I'm really excited about the future. I'm sorry, Foggy, I cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I was just gonna say you guys made quite an impression on me at PAX. I really enjoyed my time with you, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to to the the content you guys continue to produce and the the. The, I like the way you guys are approaching things. It's really Thank great. You. I like, yeah, your, I like your hustle. I like your hustle. I appreciate it. a lot, man. Coming from you guys, coming from the industry. And at the end of the day, like it's all about games. There's a human element to it. Yes. We want to have fun. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to be disrespectful. We want to bring people together. And games is that common thread. Remember you know? at PAX, uh, you were trying to do that speech, Lord Foggy, and uh, one of your developers was playing the game, and he's like, get off the game, come on, you play it all the time. <laughs> I do remember that, I do remember that. Yeah, man, Lord Cognito here, man, absolute pleasure once again, Lord Foggy in the building, I um, just want to pay the bills right here before we get out of here, uh, make sure, I, I, obviously, you guys like, hit subscribe, ILP channel, and all the uh, network, shout out to Lloyd Carbato, he will get the timestamps up later today, and then um, I'll 
Obviously, we had Flashpoint uh, number 20 with Ebontis. That was on the ILP YouTube channel. Check that out. Destiny's on the comeback, y'all. Y'all need to pay attention. <laughs> There's some stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then also, please check out the E3 Fan Fest. Lord King has a fantastic playlist up right now. Road to E3 and Fan Fest with the King. You know what I'm saying? You get to check him out. You see what we was going on. More coming. We got more, more coming. coming. We got more Lohagito is working with my ignorant self when it comes to uh, this, uh, <laughs> uploading. uploading. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we got we got tons more footage. You know, we're gonna start trickling that stuff out. Great interviews with devs, big and small. We don't we don't discriminate just for the big games. So yeah, Lord King did a fantastic job right now. He has a Ninja Theory um dev up interview up right now, and also like I said, you get behind the scenes just from a fan perspective how it is to go to E3, what it's like to be at Fan Fest. It's really cool. Please check it out. Please support. We try to get that uh, ton of exclusive coverage out to you guys. Also, the Patreon really helps. With, shout out to Lord Saw for that for taking that on there. But wing you know we really appreciate those who contribute it means a lot everybody enjoy their sunday do the lord's got anything else to say before we get out of here all right guess not everybody enjoy we are out have a good one